and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Portfolio Manager Chris Armbruster with the Kane Anderson Rudnick Midcap Growth Portfolio. Chris, thanks for the time today. Chris, the third quarter of 2022 saw continued levels of heightened volatility, especially as we moved into the September months. Can you discuss some of the key drivers that drove these returns? March 16th, 2022, less than seven months ago, the FOMC's target federal funds rate was 0%. After increasing it by 1.5% from March 17th through June, the FOMC increased it by another 1.5% in the third quarter of 2022 alone. Additionally, the Federal Reserve is reducing the size of its massive $9 trillion balance sheet through a process called quantitative tightening by which it is allowing purchased fixed-income securities to mature without reinvesting the proceeds. The unwinding hit full throttle in September, reaching a monthly run rate of $95 billion. These two actions have had a chilling effect on global businesses, as their designed goal of slowing the economy to curb inflation is working. But the full extent might not be felt until many quarters down the road. Inflation is still running hot, with the core PCE, personal consumption expenditures, from August jumping unexpectedly from the July reading, reducing our confidence that we have a line of sight to the end of rate increases. The result was another down quarter for equities, with the S&P 500 falling 5%, bringing its year-to-date decline to 24%. In times like these, we like to refocus on the core of our investment philosophy, We believe the high-quality businesses in which we aspire to invest are better positioned to handle these pressures than other companies. In our experience, their revenues should be more durable and their financial footing more stable, giving them the potential to weather the downturns and return to growth faster when those downturns are over. Chris, specific to the mid-cap growth portfolio, what were some of the names that detracted most during the quarter? And can you also provide us with some information on some of the names that contributed most positively? The top five contributors to the mid-cap growth portfolio this quarter are functional energy beverage maker Celsius Holdings, transaction tax software specialist Avalara, cloud-based human capital management company Paycom, technology insight consulting firm Gartner, and programmatic advertising platform TradeDesk. The name we would like to spend a little more time with this quarter is Paycom. We believe Paycom's cloud-based HCM and payroll software has carved out a niche as a nimble SaaS offering serving small to medium-sized businesses. Its out-of-the-box solution, low-cost R&D, and limited sales office strategy combine to give the company some of the best margins among SaaS peers. The stock sold off materially in the first half of 2022, as the per-employee pricing structure of Paycom's customer contracts can leave it sensitive to small business layoffs and downsizing. However, Paycom has seen strong returns from its increased marketing push, landing new customers and upselling existing customers to its new products. Chief among them is its Better Employee Transaction Interface, also known as Betty, that allows employees to process their own payroll, giving them more control and minimizing mistakes. In some cases, rolling out Betty can reduce the time it takes companies to run payroll by 50%, as the system empowers employees themselves to provide missing information and correct errors. 
Usage of Betty also drives adoption of a number of other modules needed to effectively use the offering. Finally, Paycom recently raised its 2022 guidance. The bottom five detractors from the mid-cap growth portfolio performance for the quarter were leading national supplier of agronomics and irrigation equipment Site 1, FleetCard and digital payments platform FleetCore, regional bank Signature, global pizza chain Domino's, and LaCroix parent company National Beverage. The detractor we wanted to focus on this quarter is Domino's. The pizza market is very fragmented. Domino's is the largest with just 30% share, and the major chains collectively control just 60%, leaving plenty of room for share gains. Domino's operates nearly entirely under a global franchise model, which generates extremely high levels of free cash flow, but also has vertical integration with its supply chain to ensure quality and consistency. International franchisees have more white space to grow into and have been outpacing growth here in the U.S. Domino's competitive advantage comes partly from its technology, developed in-house for many years. From the app to the point-of-sale system, the entire customer experience is digitally enabled, driving upwards of 70% of volume through digital channels. For years, Domino's was able to fulfill these digital orders with a legion of delivery drivers, but recently many have been lured away by more flexible and higher-paying gig economy jobs, including driving for other platforms. Unlike other chains, Domino's has been less willing to embrace the margin-dilutive third-party delivery services. In the most recent quarter, we did see the company make some progress in closing the performance gap between the top and bottom quintiles of stores in terms of staffing. It might take a few more quarters for the company to work through ways to improve staffing and manage past its commodity inflation headwinds, but we believe the underlying value proposition for customers is in place and the attractiveness of the overall business model is intact. Chris, last question. As we move into the fourth quarter, what are some of the key considerations you're evaluating from a portfolio perspective? A significant driver of declining stock prices over the first nine months of the year has been multiple compression. Earnings estimates for many of our holdings, and for the market as a whole, have come in, but the lion's share of the downside in stock prices is the reduction in multiples investors have been willing to assign to those earnings. There is a chance for guidance reductions and estimate cuts to accelerate materially in the fourth quarter. Companies are facing a myriad of challenges and have no reason to be aggressive with growth plans or guidance given the level of uncertainty in the global economy. We think this could embolden many to set a low bar for fourth quarter earnings that a company could comfortably exceed. Resetting market expectations has the potential to create additional volatility in share prices. Our job, as we proceed to the fourth quarter of 2022 and full year 2023, is to evaluate guidance attainability and determine the effect of that guidance on our estimation for the fair value of our stocks. Chris, as always, thank you so much for the time and the insight you provide our listeners, and we look forward to future conversations. You have just listened to KaneCast, hosted by Jordan Greenhouse. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rednick Investment Management. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates. Our current as of the date and time of the recording 
and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.